welcome to Textual Healing. I'm your host, Mallory Smart. In this episode, I got a chance to speak with Bobby Miller. We have an insanely laid-back and dorky conversation about names, movies, Weezer, newly discovered music, life during COVID, what LA really is like, and so much more. Hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so... Let's start off with a quick description of who you are. What do you want us to know about you? Um, I guess uh, I'm a writer, filmmaker. I think I'm known for doing creature films, uh, usually with some sort of practical effects and puppets and kind of blending weird, absurd ideas with something rooted in emotion is kind of my bag. Mm-hmm. Um and then because of the pandemic, I was like, what's this writing prose about? Maybe I should try that. <laughs> Nothing's really going on in the film world for me. So let me, let me pivot. So recently, that's what I've been up to is writing prose. You know, every time I hear pivot, I think of that one scene in Friends where they're trying to carry the couch up the stairs. Here we go, pivot! Yeah, pivot's a hot term right now, I feel like. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Or, like, there's this one episode um, of Silicon Valley where they're like, oh, we're going to pivot the app, and, like, the one guy is totally losing his shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like pivoting is, um, it's kind of the name of the game, really. Um, I think. You have to be uh, fluid. Is that the word? You have to be able to move around Fluid, flexible, and change it up. Whatever. Yes. Flexible. That's a better word for it. I yeah. almost want to call this episode uh, now, though, Pivot is the name of the game. Yeah, you should. That's what I've been telling everyone. Guys, you got to get in on this pivoting thing. Exactly. Well, you obviously just answered the other question I was going to ask you is obviously you're really into film. I was curious if you were into film or writing first, so film first. Well, well, it's it's funny because I I have to read something later in this this podcast. I'm told uh, my sources have mm-hmm. told me, and um, I haven't done that since high school, which was like I think I started writing short stories either probably middle school and high school. Um, so it definitely started with stories um, and. I remember the kids laughing and I was like, oh, here we go. This is, I'm attracted to this, <laughs> you know, because I was so nervous and then they, they start laughing and I'm like, okay. And that, that was really the bug um, started with, with, with fiction and prose. And then I don't know what happened. I think my grandpa always was videotaping us and, and eventually like I took his camera and started making short films and stuff. Um, so yeah, reading this short and doing these, I've done a couple short stories the last year or so, um, is really linking me back to kind of where it all started for me, which is weird. Just going full circle. Yeah. I'm just going right back into the womb. Here we go. I like it. (laughs) So I do have to ask, um, it says you're from LA. When I say it, I mean Wikipedia. You know, all high school teachers can go fuck themselves. Everything's on Wikipedia. It's accurate. I don't care. It is. But are you from L.A. or do you just live there right now? Um, I'm from New Jersey. And I I spent some time in Philly and New York and then landed here because that's what you do. How would you respond if I said that you have a Jersey vibe to you? That's fine. I think that's fine. Usually, uh, well, it's funny the amount of New Jersey people I meet out here, and um, it's kind of like halfway through talking to them, meeting them, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah of course, I kn- this is why we're getting along so well. Um, there's a, a whole mess of them out here. Yeah. So I I could definitely imagine you like at a Bruce Springsteen concert wearing denim <laughs> and shit. <laughs> It fits. I've never seen the boss. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I you got to see the boss. <laughs> if not, go, go see Bleachers, a good Jack Antonoff show. He seems to really want to be him. Similar vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just started listening to them, um, that last record. The one where he does a song with Bruce, right? Take the Sadness Out of Saturday Night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I feel um, so out of the loop. I feel like I'm, I always go back to my old rut in music. There's like a handful of contemporary people that I, I follow. Um, and that he's definitely one of them. Um, Alex Cameron. Do you know Alex Cameron? No, I don't actually. Now I'm like getting like not being a cool person Ooh. on the text episode. This wow, I'm I'm feeling pretty great. Um, so Alex Cameron, um, he he does, and I think the reason why I, I love him so much is he he does these kind of weird character sketches of really seedy people, and there's kind of a sense of humor about it, but there's also this like raw emotion behind it too it's a very weird vibe and i don't know anyone else who's doing stuff like him um and to me he's like the most exciting thing you know in terms of contemporary music and and the most embarrassing part of this is like i follow i figured it out because the like spotify like recommended one of his songs so i don't even have like a cool like all of my other music, like growing up, going to college, I like I always had someone, like a roommate who was super into music and was like really interesting giving me music. And, and now I'm like, well, Spotify gave me this recommendation. I don't have like... What song did it recommend? Um, it's called... It's called Real Bad Looking. It's off his first album jumping the shark and uh which is just filled with just losers <laughs> um just or people trying to regain status and stuff like that and uh, uh yeah i love him and it his and so his first two are kind of in in this very character based thing and then his latest one miami memory kind of he he kind of presents himself it's kind of that's an interesting i didn't love that album at first because i was like i like the weird the weirdos um and he was kind of riding the line between the characters and real life but now i i I love everything he does now so I, i eventually came to like miami memory but i would recommend alex cameron and we i saw him live Back when I did those things, he was great. Um, and he's like, like I love that he talks about, like in his last album, he like talks about people who've uh, been canceled and stuff. <laughs> like he he's talking about stuff that I find interesting that no one really talks about, and he approaches it not in like a political way or anything, but just in like a a funny human way. Um, and I saw like his next album comes out in March. I think they just announced and like one of the songs is called cancel culture. And I'm like, I can't wait to hear what this is. He's great. No, I'm definitely checking this out Uh, later. Like I'm actually more excited to listen to this than do this interview now. Oh, great. Well, uh, it's been great. Um, (laughs) you can find me on the internet. But you're saying that before that you obviously were stuck with a lot more like songs from your youth and everything. What kind of music did you listen to then? Um, I, the stuff that I listened to, like, I mean, grow like high school was Weezer. What generation and Cake are you? And Green Day. Um, I am, I guess an old millennial. I'm like on the elder millennial. I'm 82. So, Whatever that Ooh. is, I'm. Th- you do not look like you're that old. Good for you. I know, I know. The um, I, <laughs> the last movie I directed, this guy, you know, we have like 
I had to look at picture cars or whatever that were in, in the movie. And the, the guy who owned all the cars showed up for me to look at them. And he was like, boy, they just keep getting younger, these directors. And I'm like, I'm a lot older than you think, dude. <laughs> um, I mean, if you shaved, you would definitely not even look like you're old enough to be even in the movies. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I tried um, shaving during the pandemic and it didn't take... Like, I tried it. I was like, eh, no one's going to see me. If any, if there's any a time to try, like, what does this look like if I shave all this stuff off my face? Um, yeah, I didn't like it. I don't like it at all. You look good with the beard. Thanks. I, I, I dig it. Good look. Thank you. See, this is already the weirdest complimentary podcast already. <laughs> and, and like how I just jumped into it, like, yeah, I look young. Yeah. I've heard it a lot and and I and as a well it's weird cuz as a guy I'm I'm like I always wanted to be like no I'm older like take me seriously and then eventually I'm just like no I look young great fantastic Once you get past 30 you're done wanting to look young I mean older then yeah. you just want to be like this is the age I've frozen at Yeah please pretend I'm 25 at all times yeah, well, maybe just, you know, delete that. Don't let anyone know so I can still be hip. No one will know. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, oh, my God, he's five years younger than me. <laughs> so successful. <laughs> People are going to be like, oh, what's his appeal? Is he like Pete Davidson? It's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was in a very long Pete Davidson conversation earlier before getting in on this podcast. <laughs> About um, how Kanye, or I'm sorry, do we call him it's Ye, Ye it's, or is Kanye it Ye? these days? Uh, is it's it official Ye? now. Yeah. It's on the Coachella Yeah, about posters. how he rapped about wanting to, yeah, Beat up, uh, kicking the shit out of Pete Davidson. Yeah. I will say, uh, I, I'm a big Kanye fan uh, up until a point. Like, I think his run up to Yeezus is just kind of, like, brilliant and, like, pretty much untouchable and then it it's it's fallen off for me so i'm always actually rooting for kanye i know that's not a maybe a typical response from people um but i always want him to make something great like i want him to make something great again and it and it and it doesn't happen but no you're saying like other stuff you listen to when you're younger Go so on. when i was a kid it was like Green Day and Weezer and Cake and stuff like that. And then college, which I feel like the the stuff I revisit more is like, well, I don't know if I revisit more. I'm saying that, but I don't, I'm like looking at Flaming Lips, Wilco, Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah. I don't really listen to these guys a lot. I f here's what I find that I'm listening to stuff that was like right before my my time. So like I'm listening to like a lot of new wave stuff. I think like in in our in our house, like there's Devo or Talking Heads and stuff like this playing. But I think like the nostalgia. Do you have older siblings? No, it doesn't make any sense. Um, that's so and weird, it's the yeah. same thing with my wife. Like she doesn't, she's not older than I am. So I don't know where we're getting this like love of these these things that were like just before us. Um, but I will say, <laughs> I, I don't know if I should admit this. the The Weezer album, the OK Human one that came out during, I joked to my wife that like Weezer, they made a good album and maybe. The pandemic was worth it just for that. Because I actually like. Weezer's been doing really good. I think it's really. I love Weezer. Okay, great. I, I, I was like bro broaching it lightly here. But like, like um, I, I really, it's one of my favorite albums <laughs> that came out. When did it come out? Last year? Um, I just see that they came out with Van Weezer. No, see. I haven't listened to that no, yet. I, yeah. Worth it or no? I didn't I don't think I finished it um that one. It, it 
it's weird. Like he's just like an interesting guy to me because it's like he he did this. He did Pinkerton. He was very ashamed of himself. Like went off. In fact, they're making a movie or someone wrote a movie about this period in his life where he like went back to school and stuff like that. Um, and then he's like obsessed with commercial, like being commercial. And then like, okay, human, is that the title? Am I fucking up this title? Anyway, that album comes out and it's like, he's talking about middle age. Like he's, he's actually writing his age and writing stuff that I feel like he should be writing and it's done and it's super, it's super poppy and, you know, plenty of earworms in that thing. Um, have you ever seen Weezer live? I have. Um, I saw them right before the Green Album came out in like a college a auditorium. And it honestly was one of the best experiences, like concert experience I ever had. And it's not because of Weezer. Because I don't know how many times you've seen... I've, Mid-sized venues are really good. Yeah, well, they're not, at least at that time, they were very, like, very stiff, like, played the songs. There was no real banter or anything. It was just, like, boom, 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 boom. But at the time, it was, like, all these songs that I grew up on and never thought I'd hear. And it was right before this album came out. It was just, like, those singles were floating around, like, uh, Island in the Sun and stuff like that. And uh, I just remember being soaking wet. And we all were like downing Gatorades afterwards because uh, we were so wiped out from it. And, um, but I, I know it wasn't because they were really great. <laughs> they were, because they, they were just, there was not a, I don't know. When you see a live performance, there's usually what's interesting about it is there's something a little different about it from the studio or something. Um, but they were felt very by the book, and it didn't matter because that's what we wanted. I, I felt like everyone in that auditorium was having this experience. Uh, yeah, I saw them at Riot Fest. Um, it was the last Riot Fest before the pandemic, so it had to be like 2019, maybe. And they're filling in for Blink 182. So scratch that. That was actually 2018 because I did see Blink-182 the year after. And they actually really had their shit together for that show. Like, they're rocking it hard, played Africa and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, they're... I think that is literally the most shocking thing they did as a band. Oh, yeah. And they started doing a lot of covers. Well, didn't that took off, and then they did a whole album, I think, of covers, right? yeah. But then I saw them, they, uh, it was like some outdoor thing, and they, I don't know, the vibe was like they were making fun of themselves, like that they didn't want to be in Weezer. It was just a weird vibe, and it kind of took me out of it. I was like, you guys have songs, you have, like, you're good, like, just just be that, don't, it was kind of couched in this thing of being ashamed <laughs> being in we or something it was just a strange vibe and i was like why well, I, I don't th- i don't think i'm going to dip into their live shows if if this is what's going on <laughs> did you find that or am i wrong they were pretty happy and psyched but then again i think they're just thrilled to be like filling in for blink 182 <laughs> okay yeah it was um it was this we saw tom petty before he died it was like a week or two later um it was this um, thing in Pasadena in California. Um, but yeah, the Weezer was on one of the stages and I went over and yeah, it was just a weird vibe. Yeah. Maybe it was just an off day. I mean, maybe they're all fine. Everyone always tells me that the shins are really good and I saw them and I can't say it enough. That was the shittiest concert I've ever been to. <laughs> really? Well, well, I mean, what, what about it? Like you could just tell that they didn't want to be there. It was just stiff. Uh-huh. It it was a decent sized uh, venue too, and sold out. And it's just like no banter, no real performance. They literally were just standing there, just stiff, playing the instruments, song after song, until they were done. It was yeah. really, really sad. Like 
people weren't even jamming out. You could actually hear the conversations that people were having during the show. Oh my! So, like, like what kind of conversations? Oh, like, that's what I'm so saying. What are you guys like, doing after this? Yeah, like small talk. Be like, should we dip? You want to go get some dinner after this? <laughs> I hear this really great Italian place just opened up. But yeah, no, they're all right. That's bad. It's just that's probably the shittiest concert I've been to. How about you? Let's just talk, let's just talk about shittiest concerts. Um, well, my mind has been on shitty I can concerts tell you, a lot. I, well, it's not, you know, it's not shitty. I would say, like, underwhelmed. Um, it's probably a better like, word. I saw the Pixies at Hollywood Bowl, and I, it's like a constant punchline with my wife. I'm like, they were just, like, flat, and I couldn't believe how they were just... There was like no muscle <laughs> in in the songs. I'm like, what's going on here? I was so underwhelmed by them. Um, you know who who brought it though? Neil Diamond, also at the Hollywood Fall. He does have that like swag. Oh, it's fucking great. At one point, he comes out and everyone's throwing flowers to him. I'm like, this is the best. This is this is. It's like some of the weirdest people you don't think would be like the most charismatic people on stage are the most charismatic people yeah. on stage. Yeah, 100%. I'd say like the most mm-hmm. charismatic person I've seen, Patti Smith, easily, hands down. And it's like, would you think that you're going to jam out at a Patti Smith concert? Probably not. Or you mm-hmm. are and you're really into <laughs> astrology and crystals and I don't know what else. Yeah. Maybe they're like we're gonna like mosh to Patty Smith, but yeah. I almost saw there there's almost a fight at Neil Diamond between some some older ladies over a seat. I was like, this is the most riled up thing I've wow. ever seen, and it's at this Neil Diamond concert. There there was I'm not gonna lie, they were throwing the c word around. So. The reason I'm so obsessed with shitty concerts and everything festivals. You paying attention at all to this When We Were Young festival? Yes. That just got announced? You into um, it or no? Not really. I mean, I, I don't know if... Hold on. Let me, let me just look at this list real quick. When, when, you're, when you were young. I feel like these weren't my people. Um, no, this is like... This is after my... Yeah, this isn't my this isn't my world. I can't. Uh, yeah, none of these are are jumping out at me. I know there was like a whole bunch of hoopla on the old internet about it, but I was I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I don't see Oasis on there, so uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Immediately after this, I'm gonna have to message Duncan Birmingham and say, "Now you said hoopla. <laughs> okay, you win." You two can get together in LA and be like, who came up with the best <laughs> weird term? Yeah. Go grab a coffee. He's somewhere in like Silver Lake. Yeah, we should catch up. It's probably been Oh years. yeah. But um yeah, I um this this was not this <laughs> this wasn't my scene, unfortunately. I'd love to be part of more scenes, cool. but this one isn't it. I'm looking at all these names. I don't know most of them. I didn't know I was in that scene until I looked at that, and I was like, oh, that was what I was in high school. Makes sense now. I just didn't have the energy to really show it. I just listened to my music and want everybody to leave me alone because that's what high school girls tend to yeah. do. But, no, everyone keeps asking if I'm going to go. And Well, are you? Then there's, like, basically all the millennials. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be in the country at that time, but if I am... Probably, I don't know. See, mm. that's a hard thing. Because it's being thrown by the same people who did Astroworld. That, did, that went well, I heard. It's going to be a quick cash grab. That did fine, <laughs> right? There's nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. And, well, you know, it's sold out, so. For this show, young. it's going to be a 12-hour show for one day with that many bands. Yeah. So nothing can possibly go wrong. Yeah, that should be fine. With a shit ton of like middle-aged people wearing nothing but black, 
on a blacktop surface that makes me think of Woodstock 99. <laughs> yeah. Rushing between three stages so they can catch maybe 20-minute sets of their favorite high school bands. Yeah. Well, have fun there. Have a good time. Be safe. <laughs> that, you know, as a short person, again, we're the ones who are most likely to get hurt in these situations. Well, see, I don't know because so, I got... I don't know. I got... Um, kicked in the head at desert days are you familiar with that that thing yeah Mm -hmm. diva was playing and they i think they went into um a particularly heavier song and um some girl in a panda costume was crowd surfing hit me in the back of the head my glasses went flying uh my wife started shouting at her Because we were trying to find... Ooh, so she'd my, be the type who would yeah, get in the fight. Yeah, it was, it was kind of amazing. Because I didn't have any glasses. Like, they were on... They were, like, on the... was outside, so it was on the ground. And we're, like, in a mosh pit trying to find my glasses. It was the nerdiest thing. And my glasses! I'm sorry, I'm just trying to imagine a mosh pit for that band. Okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uncontrollable urge is what... As soon as that happened... Uh, it turned into a different, a different thing, and that's when I got kicked in the back of the head. Um, and then my glasses were fucked; they were scratched. I know this is very exciting, yeah. but um, no, that's like the best kind of like concert thing to talk about. Like, hey, what injury did you sustain? What did you yeah. lose? <laughs> I lost my glasses <laughs> um, by some yeah. panda girl. I broke my phone. <laughs> Shit happens. The scariest mosh pit I've ever been in, it's so sad to say, Paramore. Shit ton of teenage girls, they are the scariest mm. people ever. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if there is ever, like, an World situation, it'll be at the Paramore stage. Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> You'll have to report back. Let us know. <laughs> I'm I'm actually telling my 22 year old niece. I'm just like I'm gonna let you scope it out. You you should do it. Live it yeah. live it for me, please. Yeah, that's good. I'd also like to say that at that Paramore concert, I actually abandoned my 22 year old mm-hmm. niece, and she was not 22. She was like 17 at the time. Now did she get in the pit? And like yeah, I got knocked down hard. Oh yeah, because she's stronger and taller than me, and she seemed to just mm-hmm. handle her own. She didn't give a fuck. So, yeah, I, I really did not do a good ant thing. I really did, like, everyone for themselves. Well, maybe the that's, that's like a, maybe you don't know, that's like a defining moment in her life where she was like, I guess I'm on my own in this world and I have to, I got to step it up. And maybe this was like a real moment for her in the pit, the Paramore pit. See, now I'm hoping she becomes a writer because that sounds there like it'd be go. the best short story. The Paramore Pit. Instead, she's going to be a psychiatrist, and I think we could understand why. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, probably emotionally scarred from <laughs> abandonment at concerts. Yeah. So I see on your website that you are currently writing your first novel. It's true. The rumors that I have put out into the world are true. Um, I just finished. Last I really week. like the idea of you just being like your own PR person doing a whisper campaign. I I, I did that like growing like in high school or, or maybe yeah as early, early as high school. I I would start like <laughs> fake fan sites and I created like an alter ego that would report on my activities and because I thought it was so funny to do fake press releases. I don't know why. I don't know where that comes from. So. I kind of I kind of want to restart that. Like I want to start a a fan site where someone reports <laughs> what I'm up to, just because I think it's fun. But yeah, um, the all the fan sites are There's reporting. definitely an audience for that too. <laughs> well, because it's so. I mean, uh, it, we all want to know what's going on in the life of the right. Bobby Miller. And you feel gross if it's me doing all the song and dance but if it's a fictional character reporting on me 
that's easier for me to swallow than me constantly. See, that could be a book in me. itself. Oh, great. Here we go. Second one. Let's do it. Yeah. Let me write this See? down. <laughs> but yeah, I finished it last week. I have not read it yet. Um, I'd love to know any advice on how long to wait. I mean, I know the longer the better, probably. That's a hard one. I'd say to get some distance, obviously. What's it about? Um, it's my little secret for now. But um, Ooh, yeah, no, it ha- it has to be. I because if I start talking about it, then I'm not gonna finish it. So, um, I'm really excited about it. That's all I could say. I'm really excited about it. I can't believe I did it. There is no version in the last. I was gonna say. Not not to keep going over my age, but at no point in my life where I was like, I'm going to write a novel until this happened. So um, it all feels weird. I'm like, I don't, how did this happen? Um, but I'm excited. But is it like similar to uh, Voyage of the Damned or like stylistically? It's not. I, I, and I feel like Voyage of the Dam is sort of a different um I wrote like a couple short stories and and that one I think um sticks out as uh different uh, probably because it's the only first person thing and then the I don't know there's a vibe that I I don't think is in my other stuff that's pretty cool yeah you wrote a novel but I I wrote yeah no big whoop hey, as father John Misty says you know, it's not like everyone ever's done that before. <laughs> uh, that, so that uh, the, his last album was one I was obsessed with. Really? Just to bring it back into music. Yeah, I was. Um, I was in South Africa shooting this Critters movie, and um, I was obsessed with that album. And like the whatever the pop poppy album was, but her her album and God's favorite customer for some reason I was listening to a lot and was and I think that that also kind of links back to what I, when I was talking about Alex Cameron and and that sort of there's a absurdism mixed with just gut <laughs> gut wrenching honesty. So what? is the last concert you've been to? Shit. I probably should have thought about this one. What was the last concert I was at? Boy, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm so sorry. I should have <laughs> no, thought about good. this. Don't it worry. was so memorable, obviously. Well, I mean, I will say Alex, I mean, Alex, I, I don't think he was the last show, but that's the last memorable one that sticks out in my mind. Um, see, you could just lied and say, I'll it just was lie. Him. It yeah. was Alex Cameron, this artist that you never heard of that I am. <laughs> you know, by the show comes out, to. though, like, I'm just going to be like, I totally know who this guy is. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, I was just doing a bit. Yeah. Like, uh, he totally was the last known. one I remember. Yeah. That's cool. Um, was that pre-COVID yeah. or during? That was pre, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, was it oh, it may have. BC? Uh, it's, all, it's all blurring together. I, I remember I saw the, uh, are you familiar with Islands? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might have been them. They did like a, re, um, like a thing celebrating their, I think their first album. Maybe it was them. I don't know. Listen, it's not important. What's important is we all had a good time. Hell yeah. And it just really occurred to me when you just said that you had a kid. I was like, you know, that probably does cut down on your concert going ability, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. It cuts down on a lot of things. <laughs> Unless you are one of those strange people who's bringing your kid to the concert, which I don't know. I always judge those people. No. No, 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 we're not doing that. That's, that's but good. But it has, yeah. But I wrote, 
the Voyage of the Damned at, I want to say, like, 3.30 in the morning when he was a couple months old and I was waking up to give him a bottle. And this was, like, during... What's the height of the pandemic anymore? I don't know. It was really, it was really thriving when I was at this period, and um, I was just all fucked up. And uh, and this story just kind of came out as I was, and I just, I was like, well, I'm just not gonna go to sleep. So for a while, and I was turned into a crazy person basically. For a while, I I would wake up, feed him, give him a bottle, put him down, and then from three thirty, just stay up. And that's when I would write. So that story came out of that insanity. And I remember writing the ending and being very teary-eyed. And I was like, I'm going through some stuff, I guess. <laughs> I, I was um, going to say, like, the very first line is, just meet me at the diner, you cunt rag. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bobby's yeah. already in a great mood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've that, never heard anyone the, say cunt rag. That's like immediately I was like, hmm, that, sorry, piquing my interest. So wait, because that was definitely a a phrase growing up. You know, I, mean, I think that you've like, never heard anyone say that? Maybe in movies. Let's really get into this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is probably like yeah, probably just in movies. Like maybe like early nineties movies, maybe. But no, yeah. that's not one of the ones. We we have weirder like things that we say towards people. We make up our own words. The lower millennials and then the Gen Z folk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cunt rag is almost like it fits very well. I'm I'm disappointed that I've never called anyone that. I mean, not not since I was a kid. I'm sure. I, Dear I God, I don't even know where the hell it came <laughs> from. What's that? I'm trying to imagine you as a kid, like, because I'm imagining, like, kid, kid, <laughs> like, saying mm-hmm. cunt rag. That sounds like it's hilarious. Feels like saying that like, you would hear the kids say to each other and stand by me. Yeah. Like, I yeah, could imagine yeah. that. Which the di- I watched uh, a little while ago, and uh, the dialogue in that, yeah, the, they talk like kids. It's nice. It's nice when kids talk like kids. You know, like, what's so wild about, like, that era versus this era? Did you know that the kids in It had to be taught how to ride the bicycles? I did not know that, no. That's a generational divide. They just don't do it. They had to be taught. Well, so there's no, there's no kind of, there's no like stereotypical like you're gonna learn how to ride a bike. We're gonna shit that that whole part is out. Why is that? Because kids. I think they're just on their iPads uh, or trying to be these kids with their screens. Like am I right? <laughs> it really is. If like you go to no. anyone under the age of fifteen and be like, "What do you want to do with the rest of your life?" They're probably gonna be like, "I'm gonna be a TikTok star." Yeah. No, it is trouble. I remember. I have four niece and nephews and they got into like YouTube, like unpacking videos and stuff of toys. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? I'm like, we could watch a movie and they pull up the YouTube videos. I'm like, Oh oh Lord. See, I don't get the appeal of that. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're doing a service for these, these kids. Maybe they can't afford these toys and the, and these YouTubers are, doing a service like here I'll play with them live your life through me maybe they're getting something out of it I don't know okay so do you want to read anything you don't have to if if you don't want to I I hate reading things myself I do hate reading them I well I'm asking I'm acting like it's something I do all the time but it's not I mean um if it's part of the show and the format I will read if it's cool not to, I'll t- we'll just talk. We'll just yeah, we just wrap it up talk. with fun shit that you want to plug. I mean, hell, I think you're like, I was watching the trailer for the cleanse. I think it's really cool. So if yeah, you want to talk about any more stuff like that. People should see that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. How do we pivot? 
I'm just going to like audio dub Ross from Friends screaming pivot every time. Oh, great. That. That's good. Yeah. I do like like pivoting is all the what did you say that uh, as a title idea pivoting is all the rage or pivoting everyone's pivoting. See, I have already forgotten. It was good, but see, it's good that we're recording, so I'll find it again. Wait, we're recording this, right? Like, mm, I thought we were just doing this for the fuck of it. (laughs) Um. Yeah. What do I? It seems like with the cleanse, there are like yeah. a lot of larger actors. I mean, I don't know if I see. I'm not really in the film industry, it's... although I know a lot of. No, friends it's who insane. Are. Like, let me say this: like, it's insane that that. It's pretty. I mean, it's kind of. I don't know if it's a eclectic cast, or, but like those those type of actors in the budget we had, it, it really is like. I have so much gratitude that it exists because it it really is not a commercial movie and we somehow made it. And I do feel like we made it during the last kind of bubble. Uh, maybe I'm wrong and I'm just a Debbie Downer, but like uh, I, I felt like we kind of made it in the last gasp of being able to do something like that. And so I'm very grateful that it exists. But yeah, Angela, Angelica Houston's in my movie. That's crazy. I am literally, I am stuck on that right here. I'm looking at her in the trailer. I'm just like, holy shit, how did he get her? It, no, I was obsessed with her in high school, so that's awesome. I'm jealous. She's um, great. I just wanted to hang out with her. Yeah, if you speak to any emo girls, they'd be fans of her. Well, where, where were they when we were trying to sell this movie? <laughs> we could have used them. Where could I find the movie? On all the things. Um, you can you can rent it on all the things. If you don't live in America, to all my friends who are not in America, it's on Netflix. But U.S. Netflix, I don't know. I don't know what's, what their deal is. They wouldn't, uh, something happened. I, they, it's not on U.S. Net, but everywhere else it's on Netflix. Do you get like the um, same excitement? writing movies as you get like with writing the short stories because obviously it's a very different format to me falling back into writing stories has been kind of a lifesaver for me and to to be completely honest with you and and for me it it still fulfills that need in me um that writing screenplays does or did um so i still get i'm still very excited and it's kind of like and i write very early in the morning and even earlier now uh, with the baby and the job and everything so um from like 5 30 in the morning till 7 30 um like in a different zone i'm like um you know, no one can touch me and everything's great. And, um, and it's because I have something to write when I don't have that is when I usually spiral a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it it pains me that I can't, that I'm like not touching this novel. I'm like, but I want to, but I know I need to like, just, just not maybe sleep in, maybe just sleep till seven 30. Why wake up at five? You don't need to anymore. I find the pandemic has sort of uh, new. I'm working on things that were ideas I got a while ago. Um, Like the novel. Yeah, I'm. These are things that I've already been thinking about. Nothing new has grown. It's like uh, has nothing new has grown in the darkness of this. Like it's all stuff like I'm thankful I have these other things pre pandemic ideas to work on, but nothing like even that story on your site, like those characters were someone they were um, from a feature I wrote and I just really loved them. And I was always bummed that they never existed. And then I read an article about that cruise ship um, 
and I think it was literally called Voyage of the... They called themselves the Voyage of the Damned. And I was like, well, what if those two characters were on that ship? Um, and so for me, it was like, oh, they they get to live, you know, on the... You know, for me, the, the, the pandemic put me face-to-face with, like, the graveyard of, of screenplays uh, and things that I never got made. And I... You know, I was just like, I don't, I don't, I want something to exist. I don't want to wait for someone to tell me, like, green light or, you know. And my ideas, unfortunately, they're not kitchen sink. Well, that short story is, but, like, my feature scripts are usually there's some sort of practical effects or something that entails money. So the the budgets just keep shrinking on indie films, and, you know, I just feel like... I'm down to play super low budget, but I just don't have, I don't have that idea. That's like, this all takes place in a house, one house and one, you know, I don't have the, I just don't have those right now. So right now you're stuck in a house. Maybe something fascinating will hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, I'm not going to lie. You probably have a shit ton of other people who are coming up with the same story at this exact time. So (laughs) yeah. We're all having Listen, the same feeling. <laughs> my love to everyone who's trying to make movies right now. I have Definitely. nothing but respect and admiration. This is the darkest I've ever seen it for for movies, and uh, and the, these are the people. These are the champions. If you're still doing it, bless you. I tell you, because. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I need to tap out, just mentally tap out a second here. Um, and I think I saw your wife does movies too. Um, she uh, is in animation. So okay. she had um, a TV show called Star versus the Forces of Evil, which was on Disney for a couple of years. Um, and since, you know, again with the pivot, I've started dialogue i think i told you before but i was um dialogue editing for um big mouth so mm-hmm. i'm um which is great i like i'm there's just so many great voice talent coming on that show and um and i get to be creative and feel like a filmmaker again just in a different way until maybe movies come back they've never gone why am i so down on movies do you want to plug anyway. anything else before we go? <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll yeah. burn 90% of this. Yeah. Delete all of that. Um, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Bobby Miller and not that pitcher. There's a Dodgers pitcher named Bobby Miller. Don't follow him. He might be a great guy, but he's going to be fine. He's fucking up my Google alerts. That's all I'm saying. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> the original Bobby Miller instead uh, on Twitter. And I'm on all the things. Instagram. I don't post. I don't really do the personal. If you're looking for personal photos of me, you ain't going to get it. It's just dumb shit. So if you want some dumb tweets, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great plug. You should almost change <laughs> the Bobby Miller to be the original Bobby Miller. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, I wonder if that's taken. Hmm. Well, I nah, guess we know like what you're nice going to do later though. today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it is true. He's the first person that showed up when I looked up your name, so. It's a shame, because I, I was ruling I was ruling the Google searches. Well. It's, it's a shame. End you just got to do more. Got to up your googliness. <laughs> How am I gonna top a a major league ball player? Yeah, I mean, he's Dodgers. Yeah. I know. I I actually like people also ask where is Bobby Miller now. Yeah, they're talking about him, not you. No one gives a fuck about you. Mm. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna be like, he's oh, on this podcast this right now. That's movies? where he is. Yeah. Creature features. What if you said, what if you were like, what if you just said it was the uh, the pitcher? Like, what if this was the conversation you had with the pitcher? 
I don't even know. Just say I'm the pitcher. Is you're what the I'm pitcher. Saying. You're you're gonna be. This the will help. Listen, this will help your numbers. <laughs> Just say I'm a Dodgers pitcher. Because so many of them love listening to music and literary podcasts. <laughs> okay, it would be hilarious though if they did. I wonder what his song is though. Like, um, you know, usually when well pitchers don't really bat, do they? When you come out to bat, there's some song. Yeah. That's that would have been your lead off question. If you want to do another Bobby Miller podcast, is is what I'm saying. All right. No, that is, is that the you, perfect. You have an angle in. This is a perfect last question, an and then I'll let you go. All right. Okay, Bobby Miller. You're a baseball player right now. You're off to bat. What song are you coming out to? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, what's that song, Pumps and the Bumps? <laughs> <laughs> What's that song? The MC Hammer song? Yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. It's probably that. It's probably that. Okay. That's what I'd come out to. Are you bunting? Are you swinging for the fences? I, I, don't, I don't know. I see. If, if I'm him, I would say, you know what? I'm going to be the first pitcher in history that's like, I'm not bunting. I'm not doing any of that shit. I'm, I'm aiming for the f- Sure, I strike out every time. But I'm trying to hit a home run every time. That's what I would say if I was Bobby Miller. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been very, very fun. I'll let you go. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. All right. That was Bobby Miller. Check out his films that we mentioned in the beginning of the show and his Twitter, at Bobby Miller. You could also hit up his website, thebobbymiller.com. As always, if you want to get to know us more, find Textual Healing on Twitter at PodHealing and take a look at our website, textualpodcast.com. We are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, leave us a review, a rating. We beg of you. It's always fun to see what you guys think. Check out past episodes and keep a lookout for the new ones to come. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the show.